One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Joe Folks, Max Zapwowski, Joey Devine, Neil Johnston, George Yardley, Sean Keane. The Big Groza! Frankie Bryan! Patreons! Christine D'Amato! Thank you, Christine! Trevor Green! Thank you, Trevor! Cliff! Thank you, Cliff! Musical guest! Gary U.S. Bonds! And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with another playoff episode. And you know what that means, Sean? I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> Sean, how are you? I'm all right. I'm 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 watching the playoffs. Well, I'm not watching the playoffs right now, but I was well, I have been watching the playoffs and I'm taking care of a dog named Snuggles Muffin. Have you abused any players in person lately? Um, you know what I did do? Um there was there was a kid next door to this place where I'm dog sitting. And uh, this they this little boy next door who's like three years old, and I went outside and I just dumped a box of cereal over his head, <laughs> and I said, "Not in my house." Uh, 
Did you and spit said, on I'm him? I'm outside my house. Did you spit then... on him? Got you're vaccinated, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so you can spit on people when you're vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what why, these fans that's think, you, right? The, the CDC says that's why you don't have to wear a mask in public, so you can spit freely. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, we should probably get to this jam-packed episode, but first, we have some business announcements we need to that's make. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Round Rock Pod on Twitter. Uh, call us on the phone at the episode at the number in the description. Uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail dot com. Buy our t shirts on in the link at the description on our T Public store and Patreon dot com slash roundrockpod. Sean, I have an announcement for how the Patreon's going to change. Uh huh. Um, look. I've been really busy uh, with work and haven't been do I haven't been keeping up with it as well as I would have liked, but that's partly because we have some big plans. Sean, do you know what mm-hmm. we're going to do with our Patreon? I mean, I think you should tell everybody. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh are you sure? <laughs> no, keep it. A, keep you don't it want a it to be a secret. Keep it a secret. secret. Keep it a no. secret. Um, what we're going to switch to with our Patreon is instead of a full episode every once in a while when Sean and I find time to. We are going to do three to four, maybe five, sometimes seven, but at least three posts a week with smaller extra comments, content, sometimes ten minutes. Maybe it'll be Brooke and Robin uh, reviewing a movie for ten minutes. Maybe you'll get ten minutes of slammed up. Maybe you'll get ten minutes of me complaining about how Andrew Wiggins is too good to do watching Wiggins. This week, you know what's going up, Sean? What's going up? During the uh, our Lakers catfishing episode, we issued a challenge for ourselves. That's true. To each true. record short podcasts where we were doing both the voices. Sean, you did one, and it's going mm-hmm. up tomorrow. Can I, can I tell, I'll tell people what the title is. Yep. Should I tell people what the title is? You should tell people what the title is. Uh, it's called, uh, Shake It or Take It. Yep. Shake It or Cake It. Yep. And it, uh, just imagine a podcast adjacent to our podcast and what that mm-hmm. could be. Um, mine is, uh, gonna go up the day after and it's, uh, it's Steve Ballmer and Kawhi Leonard doing a celebrity podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I haven't decided the title yet, but uh-huh. that's right. Sometimes you might just get a free bonus song from Sean. Sometimes you might get something extra stupid with our friends, like uh say a mini play we wrote about Dwight Howard. But That's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it wa- I want to put it as a place where uh, it's some of our more wild, dumber stuff and gives us some more time to give you the round ball rock goofiness that uh, we like to do. Um, I hope it's not recording my outlook going insane, because guess what? I don't care, work. I just closed it. All right. <laughs> so hopefully you didn't hear that chime. Anyway, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Um, Sean, you know what else we have? What? What do we have? We have some phones. Some oh, some people right. called us. Some good calls, yeah. Hey, 
Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. That's right, Sean, we have a call. Uh, do you want to describe what this call is? Uh, yeah, this this is actually, um, it's an anonymous caller. This caller has called before, also has not um, identified his or her, uh, themselves. Uh, but uh, the previous call was chastising us for um, our crypt, our lazy crypt keeper humor. And uh, uh, this anonymous caller has another question now. Oh, great. Um, he does not. They do not tell us to do better. Yeah. However, well, because we we got him last time. <laughs> we did get him. <laughs> uh, but here is our call from our. Hi guys. Um, calling to ask a brief question. Um, what exactly is Quinn Snyder's uh deal? Um, he looks like he's playing the devil in a movie where he tries to tempt a young uh accountant into into selling out his soul in exchange for immortal riches and uh i just i don't he's got the most sinister vibe in the world and i, I don't what's what's his deal uh thanks sean it's an excellent question mm-hmm. what is quinn snyder well i would say that fundamentally um i have two related theories um first of all he played at Duke. He coached mm-hmm. at Duke. He and he, he simultaneously he is he is a product of both Duke Law and Duke Business School. He got a JD and an MBA. So um that's like not only selling your soul to the devil, it to use the synonymous caller's own uh metaphor, it's not just selling your soul to the devil, it's also staying on as a consultant with your soul to intern under the devil Mm -hmm. to learn more about uh the soul trafficking industry true yeah and then uh this all tracks to me yeah and then my second theory is uh cocaine Mm -hmm. i mean that's the number one one right Mm -hmm. i mean look if you're going to law school and business school at the same time you're probably doing a lot of cocaine um he was a really dirty uh college coach too like I think he was I think he was giving illegal benefits before he was even announced as the coach at Missouri. Yeah, to Kareem Rush. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I I have a different uh, take. Okay. Um, I think he is somehow uh, the human embodiment of Tony Goldwyn's character from Ghost. 
Oh. <laughs> uh, just come to life. Uh-huh. I can see that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. that track? The look, the look is there, for sure. Uh, uh yeah. I've I, never I, seen a person look more like a figure. Yeah, and, like, if you saw that guy in a movie where there was going to be a reveal that he was a bad guy, it wouldn't work. You would have to tone down a lot of things about his right. appearance and general vibe. Like, it it, it can't be, like, uh, like, Errol Flynn on Wall Street hair, you know? That's too much. Yeah. I mean, he has... He's 280s for the look, but he has, like, the demeanor of a man twirling a mustache tying a woman to a railroad track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that um, woman is um, the integrity of the Rookie of the Year award. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I used to think when I was a small child that Phil Jackson looked like the Chicago Bulls bull. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's not totally wrong. Right. And uh, Quinn Snyder looks like the soul of 98% of Utah Jazz fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can't can't you see him like like a ghostly Quinn Snyder just like poking like sitting on Mitt Romney's shoulder and telling him yell at Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. yell yes, at him definitely. Um, all right, we've got another call. Thank you for calling anonymous. Please keep calling and keep listeners calling. keep calling. Yeah, you, it, clearly you don't have to identify yourself. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, fine. No, no one has this, to identify yeah. themselves ever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we have our next call is a special, has uh, his own drop, so here's that. Big Corpse Corner. Big Corpse Corner. Big Corpse Corner. A call from Corbs. That's right, our big man, <laughs> our big boy, everybody's favorite uh, duck photographer, the host of Turtle Pond Chat with Corbin A. Smith and multiple canceled podcasts. Take it or break it, Biscuit Ball, um, what Quarantine Cast twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one that does the Corbin Smith that doesn't write about the NFL except when he writes about the NFL and gets the NFL one in trouble. Yeah, um, called He's us. Corbin Smith, uh, Tom Brady, and I've got to say, this is one of the more Corbin calls we've ever gotten. I cannot wait for all of our friends to roast him <laughs> about the background noise. Uh. You might want to turn your volume down for this one. Here is Corbin's call. Hey, Brown Ball Rock. Oh, 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 oh gee, Corbin. Uh, Big Corbs. You know, I go by a lot of names. Oh, my bus is arriving right when I'm starting to record this. Oh, geez. You're telling me that I might have sloppily made some audio content? I just... I would normally never, and I got to put my mask on. <sighs> anyway, as you guys know, oh geez, sorry, somebody's getting off. Wheelchair, so I got to put the ramp up. Uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, 
So I kind of spent a year away from the NBA because I was playing too much uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, the uh, tactical game and tea drinking simulator from the Nintendo Corporation, uh, the Fathers of Mario. I was wondering, uh, I'm going to hop back into the playoffs now, but I don't know one or two things is going on. Most notably, I don't know who's, like, bad now, you know? I don't know who, when they uh, get the ball in their hands, so I'm supposed to go, oh, this again. Oh, geez. So if you guys could just uh, take a second to update me on uh, who I'm supposed to hold in contempt every time I watch a basketball game, I would just really appreciate that. All right, thanks. Bye. Uh, thanks, Big Corbs. Uh, to match your call, um, I wanted to add some ambiance for, to answer it. Ready, Sean? Yeah. All right. So, Sean, who is bad, uh, in the NBA playoffs this year? Oh, that's a good question to ask, Joey, because... Oh, sorry, there was a, a traffic jam and a pack of angry dogs. Um, so I got to say the most loathsome players so far is actually not playing in the games right now. Oh, who is it? Uh, it's, I think it's Zach Cohen. Oh, Hold on, that was too, that was too loud. It's who? <laughs> uh, Zach over. I think it's Zach Collins of the oh. Portland Trailblazers. Uh, yeah, he made the most vulgar hand sign I've ever seen in my entire life. So gross. Like, and he took so much delight in it, too. It was just, I mean, look, I'm not going to describe the gesture, but it was really unpleasant. And Zach Collins doing it like a, a human, like a Las Vegas vaping barn owl is kind of his whole vibe. Um, yeah, it was, it was really gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's about right. Um, I would say, but for who's bad, clearly there's one answer because everybody can't stop talking about it. It's Andre Drummond. We're all supposed to think Andre Drummond's, um, right? Oh. That's who we're, or is ruining the Lakers. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I think we're also supposed to hate Alfred Payton. Yeah, Alfred that's what Payton's Knicks fans want us to do. Um, yeah, these are mostly teams. Tristan Thompson. They don't the like Celtics him. Hate they him. want Rob Williams. That's right. Uh, that makes a lot of sense too. Um, I don't think I don't know if the Bucks and Sixers have a like. A, I mean, I kind of think Dwight Howard is still like you're. You're always safe rooting against Dwight. Yeah. But yeah, I would say your main ones in the playoffs so far are Elf. Um, yeah. So Who thank you. Th- like yeah. fine guys, honestly. So thank you for the call, Big Corbs. Um, have, uh, feel free to call us anytime. Um, that was supposed to be a foghorn. That was not a foghorn. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sean, let's talk some news. Okay. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, 
right, Sean, what's our first? Uh, our first story is about uh, the T-Wolves slumlord minority owner is suing Glenn Taylor and A-Rod. Uh, uh, that, I know that's confusing. Is he, uh, is he Jason Veritek? Is that uh, <laughs> no, and he's not, he's not, uh, another of, he's, it's not like, um, he hasn't been wronged by A-Rod. Like he didn't, he is, it, things aren't over with J-Lo because A-Rod, uh, slept with his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Carl Anthony Scaramucci might have some thoughts about that, but no, we, uh, okay. Meyer Orbach. Um, the, how would you describe his look? Gosh, um, it's like creepily smooth. Um, it's like, would you say his face is kind of shiny? It, he has kind of the look of a, it's like if he had Benjamin Button. Yeah. It's like the way if a child could effectively, it kind of feels like if, if you'd gotten that Captain America, Steve Rogers treatment, but uh, it didn't make you look mature, just larger. Um, <laughs> it's anyway, very... who is he? We yeah. he is. Sorry, he's uh, the minority owner. I think he owns about 15% of the team. Of the 17% Timberwolves, of the yeah. team. Yeah, of the, of the Minnesota the Timberwolves. Biggest yeah. minority owner of the Timberwolves. Yeah, so he's suing... Um, Glenn Taylor, because uh, he's saying that the transaction where he sold to A-Rod and A-Rod's partner, business partner, again, not his sexual partner, um, possibly his sexual partner. You know what? I don't, I don't know what goes on there, but um, because there is a tag along clause and uh, I looked this up. What it just means is, OK, so Glenn Taylor That's owns when, some uh, Nate Duncan. Had it. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. They are they're linked in. Um, uh, yeah, the, so, so because Glenn Taylor is selling a controlling interest in the team, uh, the rules of that are, uh, that the minority owners also get a chance to sell at that same time because, you know, they, they had a partner, they had a partnership with Glenn Taylor. They are not negotiating this sale. Uh, he has to give them the right to do it too. Now, um, I think Joe Smith also gets to sell his shares in the team. Kevin McHale gets to sell his shares. Uh, yeah. Prince's estate should get to sell their shares. Dave Perner, he gets to Dave sell Perner. his shares. Dave uh-huh. Perner. <laughs> yeah, but Bob Bob Mould owns a small nope. piece of the team. No, he does not. He's from. Oh. He's not from Minneapolis. Oh, oh they're St. Paul. St. Paul. People from St. Paul are not allowed to own the team, Sean. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's that is a weird clause that that yeah. uh, David Stern in insisted fact, on. In too. fact, anytime someone from the uh, from the uh, from Saint, the St. Paul area even tries to buy the team, Dave Perner just gets more shares. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I think Joe Joe Mauer also owns a big chunk of the mm-hmm. team, right? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> also true. Yeah. Um, so uh, what that means, and so what Glenn Taylor is doing, uh, what a surprise that Glenn Taylor is involved in a shady transaction. He is pretending like he's not selling all the team at once because initially um, A-Rod is buying like 20% of the team and he's not taking over completely until I think 2023. Um, and that was a weird thing too that, 
Glenn Taylor was going to like mentor them or something. Yeah. And it turns out this is actually it's just a, a way, it's a way to, to try to cut his business yeah. partners out of the deal. Um, mm-hmm. So Meyer Orbach is the good guy in this situation. He's the good guy. Of. And we also learned that uh, as much as Glenn Taylor said that the contract prevented A-Rod from moving the team to Minneapolis, uh, that there is no such clause, meaning uh, they could move m- the team whenever he wants. Yeah, and he's he is of course going to move them to Seattle because he played baseball there for five years. Right? That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. That is how it works. <laughs> he left he left Seattle uh twenty years ago, but he's gonna pay them back uh by by bringing the Minnesota Timberwolves there to become the Seattle basketball kraken. I mm-hmm. believe that's the name yeah. that they've chosen. <laughs> um and uh, Glenn Taylor had a crazy quote. I'm not actually going to read this quote because he just is lying. And he he, he didn't put a clause. You can have a clause that keeps them from right. moving the team. Like, that happens all the time. And uh, he didn't do that. Um, cool. However, Meyer Orbach, just we should we should know, he is a real estate mogul who um, claims he's he specializes. He's a good guy in this situation, but he's a uh-huh. bad guy in life. As. Yeah, because his big deal is he uh, he he talks about how he's interested in uh, affordable, affordable housing, housing. Yeah. and what that means but is that he lie. he buys big he'll, he'll buy like big like entire city blocks of real estate in New York City and then sue all the tenants uh, mm-hmm. so they get evicted, uh, especially even if they're in their eighties, uh, have rent control departments, and he just has lawyers file like fifty identical eviction suits that. You know, they yep. don't serve people. And uh, then he quadruples the rent. Yep. So very cool, very cool. Um, cool guy. Love capitalism. I got to say, I don't think he cares about them moving the team either. Mm-hmm. I think he's he, from New Jersey. Yeah, he, he, right. <laughs> His loyalty to the people. I mean, he might want to like. I mean, maybe that's why he bought the Timberwolves is that he thought maybe he could like evict all the disappointing players and then make like mall of America two out of the target center. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, a lot of bad guys all around. That's all. Yeah. Just depressing. Uh, And Adam Silver probably has no problem with it because one of his best friends is Jared Kushner, Mm -hmm. a very similar slumlord. Yep. Uh, A lot of ghouls floating around. Um, remember, eat the rich, defund the police, round ball rock is for the people. Um, <laughs> fuck, fuck team ownership, uh, let's let Kyrie Irving start that player's league. Yeah. Um, Sean, it's playoff time, so you wouldn't think it would be time for this guy, because he did not make the playoffs this year, and no. probably won't for the next 20 years, but guess uh-huh. what time it is. <laughs> It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter, state house man, and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. Tillman time. John, what the fuck is going? The owner of the Houston Rockets. Uh, well, um, the, uh, the 
villain of this podcast, my own personal <laughs> Lex Luthor. Uh, don't tell him I said that, or else he'll make me sleep with the fishes in the ga- the Gulf of yeah. Mexico. Uh, uh, Tillman J. Fertitta. <laughs> uh, author, billionaire buyer, uh, owner of two mega yachts. Um, so Tillman Fertitta... We, we couldn't he- even name... Dif- give different names. God, that makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, his 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 b- boardwalk is that is that yeah, what it is? They're all called boardwalk. He couldn't uh, even name the other one Park Place. Right. Well, because he's worried about um, m- or Empire. Honest, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's um. So he owns he owns the Houston Rockets. He owns two mega yachts. He owns the Landry's family of restaurants, including the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company and the Saltwater Steakhouse. We learned that he also Saltgrass owns Saltgrass Steakhouse. Saltgrass Steakhouse. Yeah. Sorry, uh, we learned this week that he also owns a U.S. Senator. Oh, so really? that's one? pretty exciting. Um, Please be Marjorie Taylor Greene. Please be Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> she's not a senator oh, yet, right. Joey. I not till twenty twenty two. A Rod's going to take over the Timberwolves, and MTG is going to take over the Senate uh, in January of twenty twenty three, um, because uh, Senator Mark Kelly, astronaut. Uh, Husband of a better politician who had to quit because she got shot. Um, My favorite newsroom episode. Your favorite newsroom episode. Where the, they, uh, the news refuses. The news does not pronounce Gabrielle Giffords dead. Doctors do, yes, damn it. They, well, they, they, they do pronounce Bin Laden dead uh-huh, to yeah. airline crews, uh-huh. however. Um, um, but it's very... It's... <laughs> That the Gabriel Giffords episode of the newsroom, if you haven't seen it, is very funny because, of course, it's very easy for Aaron Sorkin's fictional newsroom to not declare Gabriel Giffords dead because he's writing it two years after it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he they he waited a long time to make that call. Yep. It's actually possible she could have died between the yeah. recording and airing of the episode, <laughs> yeah, but it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but they ACN would have then covered that. ACN then would have covered that four years later. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, so Mark Kelly, who's a senator, um, he was on the Landry's board. Oh, great! He must yeah, Land- love big yeah. steaks. So uh, February of 2013 to 2017, uh, looks like he probably made about $500,000. He did not have to disclose it. He only had to say that he made more than $5,000. But you make $125,000 a year being on that board. It is a part-time job, obviously. Um, And weirdly, he's also one of only three Democratic senators who has not endorsed their labor reform bill. Oh, Um, uh, it's yeah, the, the only Pro good Act. thing the Democrats have done in thirty years. <laughs> yes, so so here's he was now that's I actually wonder not... why that is. Is it because is there a stipulation in there that maybe they can't uh, charge employees five dollars a month for an employee <laughs> discount? I think that would have to that would have to do that. So that's um, something Tillman does. Well, while he was on the board, Landry's rolled out a forced arbitration agreement, which meant. 
they had to to work at any of those restaurants. You had to sign away your right to be in a class action lawsuit and agree to arbitration, uh, which would be illegal under this new act. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about another one because we we know about Landry's. We know uh, they steal wages. Obviously, they charge you five dollars for an employee discount. Uh, they put a weird passive aggressive note on their receipts uh, when they're, when when someone raised the minimum wage. I don't remember what city that was in or what state that was in, but uh, it was like because because the government's making us pay these mm-hmm. pay these assholes these worthless yep proles. Um, so so Mark Kelly was on the board of a of a, a company called Lancadia Holdings LLC. That is uh, what is called a blank check company. That mm-hmm. is just a company you form to buy other companies. Not to be confused with uh, the blank check company uh, hosted by Griffin and David. Uh, yes, Yes, so so Tillman's company bought a delivery service called Waiter, and it doesn't have an E in it because we because live in a nightmare world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so subsequently, uh, they got sued by their drivers because they were paying them sub-minimum wages. They used to have normal hourly employee things, and then they got reclassified as independent contractors. Uh, this is an interesting situation where also the investors sued Tillman because he bought it and uh, told everybody to buy it, and then the stock crashed. Hmm. Um, some other things about Mark Kelly. He was I wonder on the what s- that scam was all about. Yeah, I, I, weird. Uh, I mean, I think he was trying to flip it as long as he mm-hmm. could sure. make make the... Make it like indentured. He was like, maybe we can get these guys to be indentured servants. Like (laughs) maybe they have to buy their gas at the company store. Like, could we get that going? And then they, they couldn't. He was like, ah, screw it. Stab on their throats and cut their throats. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he also, so another thing, Mark Kelly, uh, Got fifty thousand dollars for being on uh, the board of an investment firm, which has uh, home healthcare companies and for-profit educational firms. Cool, uh, as well as pharmaceuticals. So the uh, this some is deeply so anti-labor this is so businesses. Upsetting. And then he's on the safety board at SpaceX, uh, the company that explodes rockets with taxpayer subsidies. Elon Musk's government-funded rocket explosion company. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, I'm not I'm not really expecting Tillman to sell soon, but if he does sell the rockets, you could possibly get a junior senator from Arizona because uh, he works for Tillman, not the American people. Mm. It's yep. crazy. It's kind of cheap to buy a senator. One out of a hundred, and it cost him like half a million dollars. If you're a senator out there and you want to do some pro round ball rock work, uh, we will not pay you. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> um, uh, Sean, guess what time it is? What time is it? That's right, baby. We had a whole week of real NBA playoffs, not the fake playing ones. So let's talk playoffs, but we got to go fast. We got yeah, too much to talk about. Like um, four minutes a series. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, Sean. First thing I want to talk about 
let's talk about the fans. How great has it been to have the fans back in the buildings for these games? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's been that, that great, Joey. No, it's been terrible. Um, <laughs> what is it about Russell Westbrook and fans of uh, real asshole fans? It feels like this happens. Something happens between him and a fan in a playoff series every year, whether it's mm-hmm. Mitt Romney or mm-hmm. another racist uh, jazz fan who's less rich than Mitt Romney or a uh-huh. man who threw popcorn on him while he was injured yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, someone, someone threw popcorn on Russell Westbrook when he left the game. I just uh, can't believe someone from the city of philadelphia i can't believe that they would throw something that soft honestly (laughs) like like i you know maybe if it was like peanuts that seems like a projectile that those animals would be into Mm -hmm. like uh like a a hoagie maybe like a like a frozen hoagie um well don't worry that's not the only thing that happened with the fans oh good good thank god it wasn't just Philadelphia. Yeah, jazz fans harassed John Morant's family so bad they had to leave the game because they were racist. Who would have thought that would have happened in Utah except that it happened every every it year in the playoffs. Every every, seriously every year this happens. Mm-hmm. Someone makes a I mean, I'm sure they were saying racist things to John Morant's family. Like I just you know, they're mm-hmm. Again, I just want to remind people that uh you could not join the Mormon church if you were black until 1978 after Vince Carter was born, just to give you a little perspective on that. <laughs> but don't worry, uh, uh, there's some, we have some good fans in the league, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Like, in the Mecca. In the Mecca, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, one of them spit on Trey Young. Oh, well, they weren't, they weren't, oh, they probably weren't doing anything else disrespectful to Trey Young, were they? Well, we can get to that later. Okay, well. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I'm ready to ban the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, honestly, I think after, um, I think the Sixers should not be allowed to have fans for their next home game. Like, make real consequences for this. Like, they take away the guys, the the guys' season tickets. Like, especially the Jazz. Like, look, you you play with no fans. That's what they do in in soccer. Like, you yell racist things at the opposing players. They they have no fans in the next mm-hmm. game. Like, why, Utah is clearly not trying to do anything about it at all because, again, it happens every single well, year. Didn't they hand out, like, brochures or something about racism last year? Well, remember <laughs> Kyle Korver had that uh, uh-huh. had that revelation that uh, things can be difficult when you're not white. Uh, mm-hmm. And he got a lot of credit for that. And he really rightfully did. so, obviously, because... Sometimes it takes you 17 years of being in the NBA to notice that some of, uh, you know, your majority black coworkers um, have had have had some struggles over the years. Yep. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I think uh, I think Utah should not be allowed to have fans on uh, for, for. Well, you know how you five. fix that. Uh, hold a stop the steal rally on the same at yeah, the same time. <laughs> And then they're going to, um, they're gonna, oh yeah, yeah, like next door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you tell them that like uh, there's going to be um, a five minute speech about how Black Lives Matter and the Utah Jazz fans will just boycott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the, let's go series by series. Uh, yeah. We started with Russ. Let's talk Wizards Sixers. Sean, my first question for you. Uh-huh. Did Ben Simmons actually break Russell Westbrook? You know, it looks, it looks like he might have. 
actually done that. Um, it's very funny that um, Ben Simmons seems to like every year get fired up by fans who are demanding that he shoot. And then he like goes to the basket 12 times in a game and puts up like 30 points. But this time it seemed like he was his own fans that motivated yeah. him. Um, well, Philly I'm fans sure are they very were also throwing things at him. They were throwing things at him. And, and then like, just, just, um, yeah, they, and then they they remembered Sam Hinkie, and they all just started openly weeping mm-hmm. and didn't pay attention to their. Yeah, their they started uh, uh, frantically hitting uh, refresh on tankathon.com. Um, yeah. Please, we could have we could have got us Sean Holmes briefly. Uh, all right, Sean. My next question: Pat Croce uh-huh. rang the ceremon- ceremonial bell to start the game. Uh huh. Uh, does this mean we're getting another season of Slam Ball? Uh, God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Uh, and if you if you're not familiar with Slam Ball or uh, Pat Croce, look oh, it Pat up. Croce. <laughs> Pat Croce, a Sixers hype man. Joey, do you want to tell your Slam Ball story? Uh, yeah. My twenty first <laughs> birthday. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was very upset with me because she threw me a surprise party. And I spent the entire time in the living room with my friend Elliot watching Slam Ball while the rest of the party was in the backyard around the keg. And every time <laughs> literally anything would happen, me or my friend Elliot would yell, Slam Ball! At yeah. the top of our lungs. Uh... They so got to bring back Slam right. Ball. She was in the yeah, right. She was, they she was bring correct. back Slam Ball. Although Slam Ball admittedly i think is maybe the most dangerous sport ever invented man it, it really At seems ball like sport it's it seems like like um, it seems like it's built to break someone's legs entirely yeah it's basketball I mean, least, mixed with hockey mixed with trampolines it just seems like like there should have been an acl tear every 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 game, game. yeah yeah uh but yeah the, for some reason it didn't completely uh Catch on in America yet, yet. Um, but, all right, we got to talk Hawks Knicks now. Yeah, Sean. Oh yeah. Oh, who's gonna win that series, Joey? Oh, it's gonna be the Wizards, uh, unless you know, <laughs> <laughs> because our man Robin Lopez uh-huh. uh, is basically part of the big their big three now. Yeah, he is. He is. He's allowed to. He's allowed to cook finally. Um, he's. I've got to say. If anyone, everyone needs to go easy on Davis Bertans. He's been really bad, but he had COVID really bad, and it's clearly affected him. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, look, his shot is a beautiful thing. Normally, let and... the Latvian laser shoot. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, Hawks Knicks. Sean, the main thing I want to ask you about here, yes, is Bill De Blasio. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, America's coolest mayor. Yeah, is that I, what you're yeah, saying? Just listen to this. Important <laughs> official announcement. Uh, this is very serious. Want to get this out? Uh, message to Trey Young uh, on behalf of the people of New York City and, and anyone who cares about actually playing basketball the right way. Stop hunting for fouls, Trey. Uh, I want to quote Steve Nash, one of the great player, great coach. He says, quote unquote, that's not basketball. Trey, Trey, that hawk's not going to fly in New York City. Come on. <sighs> Play the game the right way. Uh-huh. See if you can win. I think the Knicks are going to teach you a lesson. All right. Um, Jesus Christ. Look, and here's the main thing I wanted to play. Look, 
Bill de Blasio, you don't get to tell a basketball player what basketball is because you don't know what a hamburger and french fries is. <laughs> Listen to this. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? These delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? Let me let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast. Okay. This man has never. I eaten want you to look at this and think life. about. Again, some people love hamburgers, some don't. Really want to respect all ways of life, but if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Like a weird creep pretending to mm. eat meat. <laughs> God. By the way, just so you know, he didn't finish those fries. He took two bites, two bites and, then yeah. put and then put the down. remainder of the fry yeah. down. Like, what a weird alien he is. Anyway, I'm sure he and Adam Silver are also friends, by the way. This is our weirdest series, right? We got yeah. mayors wearing fake jerseys, eating hamburgers. Uh-huh. We have 50 uh, Cent and Sting sitting next to each other. That was night. so weird. Sting and 50 Cent all game. What do you think they have in common? I mean, like, in weird investments and stuff. See, I was uh, going to say, do you think do you think 50 Cent is in the... Uh, he's not into... Well, no, 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 he might be. He's He did say he's into tantric sex, he's just not into making love. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's it, 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 I don't you'll, like you'll, it. You'll, you'll end up getting rubbed for seven or eight hours with 50 yeah. cents. That's what that's what he's there for, right? Sting is teaching him the art of the uh-huh. never-ending hand job. All right. Um, <laughs> also, Kevin Herter today, uh-huh. he had a tomahawk dunk, but also in the game last night. But then uh, Red Velvet himself said he could beat up any fan. Basically. He did. He said he he was basically like, oh, if if you weren't in the stands, you know, fuck around and find out. So here's my question, Sean. Uh-huh. Yes. Could Kevin Herter beat up Sting? Uh, yes. Actually, after watching the game, Kevin Herter is, again, a very strange looking redhead. He looks like a little boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he's he's big. I saw him block a shot in that game and I was like, oh, Sting is Sting would catch okay. hands now, from this could guy. Kevin Herter beat up 50 Cent? I don't know that Kevin Herter knows how to fight. Like, with Sting, That's he what can I'm just kind of get Cent out. 50 Cent is going to beat up Kevin Herter. I think, I think he's going to beat up Kevin Herter. <laughs> like, like, with Sting, Kevin Herter can sort of, like, just, just slap him from above. Mm-hmm. And then just like, where's your rainforest now? And, All right. And Sting's like holding a loot over his head, shielding himself. And more importantly, the number one story everyone else is going to be talking about, but because yeah. we are who we are, we thought Sting and 50 Cent was more important. <laughs> uh, someone at Madison Square Garden handed out flyers to every single person in the game that said, tonight's chant is, Trey is balding. At only 22 year old, years old, Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace, and he has a bald spot forming on the crown of his head. This will be a much more effective chant to take advantage of home court and throw Trey off his game. So my question that... for you, Sean. <laughs> yes. Who wrote this, Bill de Blasio or James Dolan? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It could be Bill Simmons. Uh, well, as we all know, Bill Simmons rec- revolutionized... The idea of sports fandom by organizing chants on the at Celtic Chance Twitter account to uh, 
mobilize Celtic fans Wait, and demoralize I'm sorry. all their Who are opponents. we talking about? Sorry, I almost oh, forgot. Oh, Bill Simmons, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... I'm Bill Simmons, and here's what I believe. I believe the defending NBA champ should wear championship belts to every I game. believe that... I believe, I that, believe that chants are the most important and effective thing in the world. Um, I believe that you gotta say, we can smell it. We can smell that it. That is an actual right? chant he tried to get the Celtics we fans can smell to it. do. Um, Joey, do you know what the, the Knicks fans actually chanted, though? Fuck Trey. Over and over again. They had to, to turn up the music in the arena really loud. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Uh... Now, I have a question for you, Sean. You've yeah. lived in New York City. Yes. Uh, where is Madison Square Garden? Uh, basically at Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah, people freaked, out. people freaked out about that. It's like, I was like, yeah, it's right by Times Square. It's, it's very close to Times Square. I mean, I guess it's above Penn Station, or maybe it's sponsored or something like that, but it, pretty much at Times Square. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this series away. is cool and fun. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun series, and it's 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 a really weird series because both these teams seem uh, decidedly unfinished. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just like, wow, Reggie Bullock really swung that game. Uh, it came down it came down to a Danilo Gallinari and Nerlens Noel facing off, like just weird. Mm-hmm. Guys that seem like they were done. Guys who are finding themselves. Todd Gibson and Derrick Rose are playing in crunch time. Uh, anyway, Gallinari has been very win. bad so far. I think he's going to come back. I think the Hawks are going to win. I also think the Hawks are going to win. So but I mean, the, these games have been very close. It could. I. I, I would put zero dollars on this because I think that I think Atlanta is not going to have a strong home court advantage. But you never know. There could be somebody who. Uh, you know, just like throws a rock Hawks at Julius Randle. <laughs> what should they chant? What, should, what shitty thing should the Hawks chant? Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah, that is what they should chant. Woody Allen. All right. Um, <laughs> they should actually buy Charles Oakley a courtside seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I should. mean, like somebody should just do that. Uh, all right. Let's but unfortunately, the Hawks. Uh, oh, the Hawks can't do that because their ownership is best friends with Jeffrey Epstein. So, oh, like right. everybody would get kicked out. Also, the Sixers I mean, I would, can't I would do that either. Yeah, you're right. Um, the whole East bracket is yeah, everything's Epstein out. adjacent. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about our most annoying series, Sean. It's uh, a real contrast of styles. The uh, super uncool Jazz versus the super very cool Grizzlies. Um, Sean, Rudy Gobert fouled out and tried to draw a foul from Kyle Anderson by wandering along the baseline and taunting him, and then flopping massively when Anderson lightly pushed him away. Um, he was not in the game when this happened. No, uh, he had fouled out. Read the quote before. he had about this. I will. I will to capture. I want to do this as accurately as possible. Mm -hmm. It was hard for me to figure out uh, what kind of game they were calling. Uh, Early in the game, they were allowing us to play physical. And then at some point, they hit me with two quick ones on rebounds when Valentinos was doing the exact same thing. 
So it's kind of hard for me to find ways to just get into the game when I don't really know if I should play physical or if I should sell it when he pushes me. But when they don't call it, it was hard for me to know the way to play the game. It kind of threw me off a little bit. My name is Rudy Gobert. <laughs> um, the Jazz also have briefly had some internal strife when Donovan uh-huh. Mitchell was mad at the medical staff, but then... Rudy Gobert was maybe mad at Donovan Mitchell for being hurt or something. And he was mostly mad that he found out after a nap. Yeah. Like, very very European. Which is some real Gerard Depardieu shit. It's (laughs) like, oh, how could you hand me these divorce papers after my (laughs) second bottle of wine? Um... (laughs) It's just like, like such a whiny team. Like... Oh, it's 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 so Gobert is flopping in a crazy way in this series. So uh, the Grizzlies won game one. The Jazz won game two. It was very high scoring. Um, John Moran is scoring a ton of points. It's weird because it does look like Rudy Gobert is really affecting the game defensively. But then you see that Memphis is scoring like 130 points. And John Moran seems to be able to like score at the basket whenever he wants. So, um, oh, I Utah should take this series. I have some breaking <laughs> jazz news for you. From oh, Woj. yeah, please, please, please. A Utah, jo- uh, Utah judge tossed out a $100 million lawsuit against Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz, filed by two fans banned from jazz games after taunts towards Westbrook in a March 2019 game. Wow, great. Uh, uh, also, per court just... document, Shane Keisel and Jennifer Huff claim defamation, defamation, and infliction of emotional stress by um, the by Westbrook and the Jazz for banning them and calling them racist in public or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, you can you can find videos of people saying racist things to Russell Westbrook easily mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter.com. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Uh, here's something that I have a problem with, Joey. Yeah, do you uh, want to do this bit you have written here? Just to, no, we don't, have, we don't have to do that. Uh, I think no. you should. It's a good bit. Okay. I'm reading it. Okay. It's funny. All right. Uh, okay, so here's what I... Uh, he, the, the Jazz are, again, using the playoff slogan, Take Note. Mm-hmm. A little uh, too clever by half. Yeah, it, like Arrested Development, where you're like, oh, that's... But, but Take Note isn't really that cool a phrase you know what i mean it's like well actually mm-hmm. uh take no uh you know uh actually we were first in defensive rating and it feels like something clippy would maybe come up with and uh it's it's a music note too that's the double meaning so uh it is white people talking about jazz which is the jazz the music which is worse and like real jazz uh, the Utah Jazz are not very popular, but the most annoying people in the world mm-hmm. will tell you to respect them a lot and pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, ball movement is jazz. And like Dave Brubeck, they play the right way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is this is Ryan Gosling in La La Land's favorite team. <laughs> um, the one thing I want to say before. Yeah. Uh, no more Grayson Allen. I know, yeah. weirdly, this entire cool Grizzlies team has, like, all of them went to Duke. Like, the coach went to Duke, the GM went to Duke, Grayson uh-huh. Allen is on the team, Tyus uh-huh. Jones went to Duke. 
Justice Winslow. Winslow went to Duke. Uh, no more Grayson Allen. I know, look, I might be saying that simply because he hit two big threes against my team, the Golden State Warriors, in the overtime. But I'm not. I'm saying it because I can't look at his face anymore. It makes me want to smash my own face into my 4K TV. Yeah, that's right. I have a 4K TV. Oh, All right. damn. Um, uh, he's also getting killed. He was like minus 23. Yeah. Play J- Steve Justice Winslow can do something. Sean, who's going to win this series? Uh, I hate saying it's the Jazz, but I think it's going to go six. Yeah, I think it's the Jazz, but I'm going to say seven. Mm, a jaw like has been so awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like that game should have been a blowout, and it ended up being really hard. So all Nevis has to do is make some threes, mm-hmm. and they had some threes available. All right, let's talk about the most weirdly predictable series, Clippers (laughs) Mavericks. It's just, this is the same thing we watched last year. Uh Uh-huh, Luca's just better. Yeah. It's like, they, they, they like, the Clippers, this is a front-running team. Um, They kind of managed to just bully the Mavericks last year a little bit, but it it was a very dangerous series. But, you know, Porzingis was hurt. Um... The supporting players weren't as good for the Mavericks. And now it's just like they were bullying a kid who grew up. And now these fifth graders have to fight a second grader instead of a first grader. Yeah. And they're just like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's <laughs> they still should be way better. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, they just have no answer to, to Luka Doncic. Uh Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are mostly not really guarding him. Like uh, it's like Marcus Morris's assignment for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and whatever they're doing, they're also not stopping uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And they're not really stopping Prisingis. Uh They're not. They're not stopping anyone. Their whole thing is supposed to be like this scary defense. And like oh, when it's crunch time, they got those five mm-hmm. defenders. Uh, Beverly, George, Kawhi, Morris, and it's not good at all. They're just getting torched. Uh, they've lost five playoff games in a row now, mm-hmm. and they are a bummer. They, I mean, can I? It's, I yeah, have it's a funny. On this Go one. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I blame Patrick Beverly for this. Uh, because he had a mini light year the first oh, game they played. Yeah. Uh, where the Clippers beat the shit out of the Golden State Warriors, and he yelled at Steph Curry, you had the last five years, the next five years are mine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Steph Curry yeah. laughed and replied, aren't you 31? <laughs> Which, if Steph Curry is uh being funny and burning people in a cool way, you yeah. have really done fucked up. You're uncool. Yeah. That's, look, he <laughs> yeah, is a great player, but... Steph Curry is fucking lame. He's my <laughs> yeah. favorite player of all time, but he is... When he's not <laughs> playing basketball, he is lame. He has to be... He's probably one of the worst trash talkers of all time, Gotta right? Be, right? Um, oh, it's, it's also... I will... Circling back to the Knicks, it is really funny how... Um, how much of a wrestling heel Trey Young is being to yeah. the fans at MSG. It's fantastic. It's uh, great. Great shit talking. It's like um, real Reggie Miller come to life shit. Yeah. Or... <laughs> um, and look, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have been playing well offensively. It's not like last year when George just couldn't make a shot. But I think that 
it doesn't really seem like either of those guys is the leader of the team. All right, who's going to win this series, Sean? Uh, the Mavericks. Yep. I think in five, maybe. But actually, uh, they could easily win these next two games in Dallas. Uh, I mean, this Clippers team just looks ready to quit. And uh, Paul George was saying they weren't concerned. So, I mean, yeah, those quotes. Why does it, who lets him even talk at these playoff series? Because Ty Lue also said they weren't concerned. Yeah. Oh, they, they did what they had to do. Well, now they have to go home and win some games. Like, oh, yeah, that they got to go home and win <laughs> with their with their full their full arena uh, because Texas has no rules against this. Like, like, yeah, they it, it it didn't help that they were playing in front of like cardboard cutouts of Penny Marshall mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. But it's going to be real fans in Dallas, like live people. Uh, unvaccinated, yeah, unmasked, toting guns, yeah. you know? throwing, throwing uh, chicharrones at them. All right. They're going to bring in Slovenian hooligans. It's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Lakers Suns. Let's talk about it. Uh, AD kicked Jay Crowder in the nuts. Is this a real, uh, like him taking the pebble from Chris Paul's hand, like has the master, the student become the master here because AD also orchestrated a trade out of New Orleans to the Los Angeles Lakers, just like Chris Paul did, except David Stern uh, axed that. And mm-hmm. now he's kicking people in the nuts in a playoff yeah. game. It's crazy, right? Where he's kind of not playing as well as he should. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you think Danny Ainge tried to trade Jay Crowder after yes, that I and do. then remembered he wasn't on the team? Yeah. Do you um, think that won't, never mind. I'm not going to say that. That would be too mean. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So the weirdest thing about game two, Joey, is that again, Lakers fans hated Andre Drummond and they were like, play Marcus Gasol, thinking Andre Drummond would go to the bench. And then they played Marcus Gasol, but they both. played Drummond the same amount of minutes. And so... They just played this giant lineup all game. Here's the um, thing I want to give the Lakers credit for with this Andre Drummond thing. Uh-huh. I always kind of laugh at Ramona Shelburne and Jeannie Buss when they talk about how the Lakers are a family and they're like uh-huh. loyal and good to their word or whatever. Um, but the Lakers promised Andre Drummond he would play and they're continuing to play him. So to their own giant detriment i mean it's just it's it's weird it worked though but maybe that's because chris paul wasn't really playing like like do you need a i don't know it was it was it was a very interesting thing where it was like not only are we not playing ad at center the whole game we're not playing him at center at any point in the game (laughs) so kind of amazing um and that means, Joey. But I just kind of like that they're keeping true to their word. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's I something mean, Joey Bus would never do. No, uh, no, he he's a he's a shark. Johnny he's, West he's, is loyal, though. He's down in Commerce Casino, just stabbing people in the back. All right. <laughs> um, and I I have to say, um, been pretty impressed with Devin Booker mm-hmm. in this series. I hate it. I don't. I don't like that. But yeah. I, what are you gonna do? He's fine. Uh, yeah. Who's winning this series, Sean? 
Yeah, they're, they're winning. Really they're winning this. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Um, all right, let's talk Nets Celtics. Uh, Bill de Blasio, I don't have this clip. <laughs> um, uh, so he, he was wore wearing... wore fake Nets. Uh, so he wore... He, he can't even get the rich guy fan thing correct. He has... He wore a dress show shirt <laughs> over a Nets jersey, and it's supposed to be the other way around. Mm-hmm, and he's wearing a Brooklyn hat, and here was his quote... Why was he a Nets fan? So he's not even a Knicks fan, by the way. No. Um, everyone knows me as the guy who revived small businesses. No one knows him as that. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets and my hometown Park Slope embody that. I'm proud of my roots. It's a Nets world. I mean, look, Park Slope does have some small businesses, but some of them are like... They're like crystal stores. Artisan, yeah, or like artisan iPhone cases. Yeah, like and baby, uh, 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 like... Well, stuff for rich babies. Too. Yeah, I mean, look, I like I like Park Slope, but uh, sure, mainly because of the park. That's like that's the selling point, not Bill De Blasio's small business subsidies. For here's my question about Bill <laughs> De Blasio and Park yeah. Slope. Yeah, do you think his family was just like the squid and the whale? Is that why he is the way he is? Ooh. Yeah, that because that could... that's the most Park Slope movie ever made. It is the most Park Slope movie ever made, and he also seems like he was deeply traumatized. But I, I he don't think anyone. Like he for sure seems like he would play numb by Pink Floyd and claim he wrote it. Could you see? I could see Jeff Daniels, uh, that character. I could see him accidentally murdering a groundhog, like yeah, yeah, Bill yeah, yeah. De Blasio oh, did. Sure. The uh, only difference see that video too as well. Bill he De Blasio literally kills a groundhog. Yeah. And then, weirdly, he jerked off on some library books afterwards. <laughs> that was strange. Um, <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, anyway, Nets Celtics. The uh, Nets are just good, Celt dude. <laughs> Celtics are getting hammered. Um, it's Kyrie's return to Boston, this weirdly one-sided rivalry where, where the Celtics... Um, it's just weird that that there's this narrative that Kyrie ruined that team and their chemistry. And yet, uh, after he left, they're still constantly having to have players-only meetings. Like, Marcus Smart's, like, wrecking the locker room while people aren't there. And, and Boston fans still with a straight face are like, yeah, Kyrie destroyed this team. It's like, it's two years later. And they still fight with each other and melt down all the time. And like, like was it any, was it worse when Kyrie was there? Like, I don't think so. They no, he just like wouldn't talk to people in the elevator or whatever. Remember that was like one of the stories, right? Except all his teammates were like, "Great, we love Kyrie. He's great at basketball." Yeah, too bad he got hurt a couple times. Um, also, <laughs> Kyrie said some very fair things that everyone knows is true. About uh -huh. Boston fans being racist. Uh, yeah, he just and, said. And like, called it subtle racism because that's what it is. Uh -huh. And the Boston and... Globe proved him right because you know what their tweet was about it? Please. Kyrie Irving's comments on racism in Boston just upped the stakes for the Celtics. That's right. Peyton Pritchard and Luke Cornett are fighting for the white race uh -huh. now against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Did Danny Ainge uh, chime in on this today? He did. Yeah, you Now, sure Danny did. is longtime Boston, and, and he said, in 26 years in Boston, I've never heard a Celtics player mention that. Well, can I 
someone pointed this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Danny Ainge said that. He lied uh-huh. about that. But then... Uh, earlier, He's like, Kevin McHale never said anyone yeah, was racist. Greg today, Kite was never upset. Earlier today, here's a quote from Marcus Smart. Uh-huh. Uh, quote, yeah, I've heard it. I've, he- I've heard a couple of things. It's hard to hear that and then have them support us as players. It's kind of sad and sickening. So you know what yeah, that he... tells me? Danny Ainge has never talked to Marcus Smart. Yeah. Marcus Smart wrote an article in the Players' Tribune about it. Like, it's yeah. it's not even that he didn't have to hear it. He could have easily looked it up. But but no no black players are ever uncomfortable, except for when uh, people are constantly using the N-word at Boston Garden and Fenway Park, which uh, someone, someone yelled a racial slur, I think, in 2019 mm-hmm. at outfielder Alex. Uh, uh, What's that why am I not saying his name? I Jones. Adam remember. Jones. Yeah, Adam I almost Jones, said yeah. Alex Jones, and that's what made I my brain like, melt. Well, I was like, um, hey, listen, I was, at the, I was playing center field and right Fenway, and someone yelled something really crazy. It was the crazy media. Okay, that's, that's my Alex Jones impression. Thanks, everybody. Um. um anyway, who's going to win this series? And, and, and hopefully, it's like a 3 0. <laughs> like, Jason Tatum shouldn't even show up at game four. Like, like, learn the lesson of Bill Russell. They don't love you like that, Tatum. Yep. <laughs> Go somewhere where you'll really be appreciated. You still have time. You're only 19 years old. Uh, all right. And finally, the weirdest... The weirdest grudge match in the history of the NBA. Nuggets versus Blazers. Yes. First I... off, let's talk Zach Collins. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... There's a very, this is, I mean, it's, I think in general, this is entertaining because. Zach Collins proved he is the most Vegas man alive again this week uh, by (laughs) making the lewdest hand gesture I've ever seen in my entire life. First off, he flipped off a guy. Then. Double bird, by the way. Half double bird, bird in which game is one. tight. Of love, I love when players give people bur- the bird. That rules. Um, <clears throat> he's just he's just in the stands injured. Too. But then he decided the bird wasn't enough, and a hand gesture that is like it's like if a gang sign were a vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best description <laughs> of this. Which, by the way, all lady gangs steal that sign. You know what I mean? That's yeah, tight. yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, just just like maybe so, that maybe it's an empowered sign. Well, the other thing what is that vulgar gesture is he going to do next? Is he going to do the tongue between the V? Oh, he is. De- he's definitely thinking about that one. He also might do the um, Jack Nicholson slash Ace Ventura like bent over, talking butt, head uh, through the yeah, yeah, yeah. like Jack Nicholson at the Golden Globes or Ace Ventura. Um, what if he just does the finger into the circle at a guy and he's like, what? By the <laughs> way, do you know where that, uh, talking butt thing came from? No. Uh, they were doing a read through at a living color and, uh, a guy who used to run the, uh, CBS diversity program, he was fired in disgrace, um, had written a sketch and Jim Carrey hated it so much that he like stood up from the table and just started reading his lines with the butt, like, Daddy says this! It's the most humiliating moment of my life. Um, (laughs) If it uh, happened now, he would have just uh, painted about it. He Uh, painted about it, yeah. yeah. And he he would have been like, oh, 
<laughs> you guys are probably vaccinated. So um, the other weird chippiness with this, besides uh, uh, the most Vegas man alive. Yeah. Is, so it's uh, yeah. Portland fans are mad at Jokic because they traded them Nurkic. Yeah, that has been a constant thing since the trade. Yeah, and where it's like a rivalry. Are mad at Mello because it he requested a trade to the Knicks ten years ago. Yes, they're both very angry about those things. And Jamal Murray is just wandering the court like a drunk man, even though yeah, he's, he's injured. Well, just... and 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 Barton and Murray are are getting into it with Zach Collins. So I think that is the provocation for that. I think he was giving Murray the double bird mm-hmm. in game. And then the, the big P or whatever. Um. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, and the weird thing is, like, like, there should be bad blood because these guys just played a really intense series two years ago. But none of the guys are the same. Yeah, like most of the players. Mo Harkless is, ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu ain't, ain't walking, walking through, through that, that door. <laughs> Evan Turner definitely not walking through that door. <laughs> Seth Curry, AC's not walking through that door. Anyway, this year. weird yeah. series, fun series though. Yeah, sure. really, really fun. In like, uh, the the game was completely derailed by ten million fouls in. In uh, the third quarter of game two, I will also say the Utah Memphis game uh, had had quite a quick whistle in it, but it was still like phenomenally entertaining. <laughs> These are both really fun teams. Sean, who's going to win this? You know, I I just can't bet against Jokic this year. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to bet against Dame. Don't get me wrong; like he's been, they've both been incredible. I just think that um, uh, Jokic is a little bit. I mean, this is a little bit. It's going to be a little bit better. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Portland won or anything, but I think I think Denver's going to do it. I think I think we're going to get a uh, like a white hot Michael Porter Jr. game, yeah. and that's that's going to like steal it. Um, yeah, I'd like to see a good, a real good mellow game though before we get out of here. Yeah, um, that would be tight too. This, there's going to be a good CJ game. I think we're going to we we already kind of had a a pretty sick Street Paul Paul game, too. But yeah, I'm going to say Nuggets in seven, unfortunately. It's just like, I think Morris is just going to keep playing more minutes, and that's going to, that's like solving their biggest weakness. Yeah, he's he's so tough. Yeah. Um, All right, Sean, I think that's our episode. Yeah, I think so, too. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, Yeah, so... Uh, the, yeah, the uh, February. Sorry, uh, Friday the twenty eighth is my last weekly version of the self care comedy uh, Zoom show. I'm going to start hosting it again on a monthly basis on the second Tuesday of every month. So the first one of those is going to be on uh, uh, June fourteenth. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then as for me. You can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where it's actually going to be June 8th. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> fair. Idiot. Sorry. At Frankie Muniz, where 23 hours ago, I tweeted just a truly all-time Frankie Muniz tweet. Oh, God. Someone stole my trailer from in front of my house today. I can't take this shit anymore. So we're getting Frankie's falling down moment, it looks like. Um... Trust the process. Trust the process. Sean, do you want to explain the song you wrote? 
Oh, right, right, right. We're continuing our series uh, of throwing it in Superintendent Stevens' face. There's going to be a song about every NBA city. Uh, we've done Atlanta and Boston. Next is Brooklyn. And this is a bro- this is a Blink-182 song about a reserve Brooklyn guard. And it's called Shamit, uh, parentheses, spotting up. Uh, great. Trust the process and uh, shut it down. Let's all enjoy the playoffs and stop making lewd hand gestures or throwing things at anybody. Be a good person. Fuck Bill de Blasio. Fuck billionaires. Love you. Bye. Bye. It's alright to trade me. I'm now on the third team. I will pout like Rondo. I've been on a condo. I know there's a big three. The touches. Landry, the playoffs are calling on defense. I'm falling down. Feel like I got shafted, dumped twice before I got drafted. Need offensive structure, but Griffin's a fucker. Can't stop, guys. I'm too short. Way lighter than Lou Dort. Don't shoot like Joe Harris. A nightmare with Kara's gun. Kawhi PG wanted vets. Swamps traded to the Nets. Get Alibaba cash to play for Steve Nash. If I dribble just one time, I'll be right in pine. The corner's now my home, and I guess this is spotting up. Off with my rivals, that by then, Marcus Morris, our defense is porous, but they won't come to town. They'll choke in the first round. The Lakers are coming. Caruso is going down. It'll happen once again. I'll pass to Harden. So why does it all? And also hops the ball. When you're backing up Kyrie, and he's high on LSD. At least I'm not and I guess this is spotting up. Man, Tom DeLong should really talk to Kyrie about UFOs. I think they'd find some common ground. Well, I guess this is spotting up. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.